What do Network Rail, Royal Mail and Thames Water have in common? Well, they're all utilities and they're all examples of serious failure with major economic and social consequences. None of them have lived up to the expectations, the ambitions of privatisation. None of them are world-leading examples of excellent, efficient management, and none of them are in good shape to deal with the challenges in each of their utility industries. But it's worse than that. All three of them represent almost everything that's gone wrong with the privatisation model in its implementation. It's not the private ownership that's so much the problem. It's the way in which the privatised companies have prioritised and put most emphasis on those kind of things which are not necessarily central to what we, the customers, and we, the participants in the economy, want. It's not just that they haven't done those. It's that they've actually prioritised financial engineering, particularly in the early days of rail track before network rail came along, but financial engineering then onwards. And none of them have done the housekeeping, the day job of actually delivering the services by properly maintaining their assets, properly focusing on their core universal service obligations. They should have done this. They could have been kept right up to the mark in doing this if they'd been properly regulated and they should never have been able to engage in the kind of financial engineering that we've witnessed so far. There are, of course, differences and nuances in each case and many other examples could be chosen across the privatised utility. Network Rail is no longer able to guarantee the sort of services which even British Rail would have delivered. It has broken rails, damaged bridges, it has terrible maintenance problems with its overhead power lines. Indeed, it's reached the point where turn up at a train station and you really are uncertain as to whether the rails themselves will deliver you to wherever you want to go to a reasonably defined timetable. None of that seems to be something that any rail passenger can take for granted now. And worse, in a way, is that this has been done at enormous cost. Network rail is literally swimming in debt. Okay, it's public debt now rather than private debt, but the scale of money that's been required to be borrowed on behalf now of Network Rail, but before by Network Rail itself and Rail Track before it, swamps any serious amount of money that people could have imagined could have been put into the old and at the time much discredited nationalised British Rail. If it can't fix the bridges, if it can't fix the rails when they break, if it can't make the overhead power lines work, it's basically lost the plot. And simply saying it hasn't got enough money doesn't wash, given the scale of money that's been applied. When it comes to Royal Mail, it's not so much that it's failing to deliver the basic requirements of the USO, the Universal Service Obligation. It's as if it's no longer really interested in it. 
more money to be made elsewhere in things like parcels, though even here it's not a greatly successful company in its new forays into markets where there is genuine competition that it's up against. It isn't anymore really interested in delivering on a daily basis a service to all citizens and all businesses in the economy. Indeed, what it would like to do is get out of that and do something different instead. And that's understandable from a perfectly defined commercial strategy. But the point about utilities is they're not purely commercial. These are businesses which deliver core infrastructure services to the economy as a whole. And they affect the basics of how each of us can interact, can engage in the society and the economy. They affect productivity. Think of all those people spending hours of their time producing very little, crammed into commuter trains and waiting at platforms for trains that don't arrive and then turning up early to their destination for fear of being late because the train will be delayed. And then there's Thames Water. Thames Water really takes the biscuit. Here's a company doing something pretty basic. It's supposed to deliver wholesome water, drinking water, and it's supposed to deal with the sewage. It isn't a greatly innovating area, though hopefully it will be in the future, but it's about fixing the leaks. It's about dealing with storm overflows. And yes, it's even about being honest about the pollution that results when it doesn't do its functions properly. What's happened to it? It's had multiple owners. It's had multiple chief executives. Very few, of any, if any, could describe themselves as world-leading, cutting-edge CEOs that anyone in the world would want to hire. And after all, that's the reason why the salaries that they've been paid has been justified, that that sort of salary is necessary to attract world-leading people. Well, none of these people obviously fit into that category. Its various owners have geared it up to the hilt, 80% gearing. And here it is now announcing that it's going to take three years to catch up and that it'll have to cut some things out in order to just get the basics right. This won't do not only for the pollution that's causing, but just the basic services. And again, as with the Royal Mail, and as particularly with Network Rail, it's not as if there hasn't been enough money given to it. Customers have paid. Profits equal dividends. Nothing's been reinvested at scale, as you would expect a normal capitalistic firm to do. We've paid, but what have we got? basically a turnaround problem. We need, we're told, new people to deal with what's gone wrong in the past, the unacceptable conduct that many water companies have apologised for. This won't do. And so here we are with these failed utilities in 2023, and these failed utilities are part and parcel of the wider economic and social problems that our society confronts. The sustainable economy requires that infrastructure is provided accessible to all. 
that it's properly capital maintained, that the broken pipes are fixed, the leaks are fixed, the sewers are properly maintained, the network to deliver the postage on a daily basis is invested in. These things are not nice to have extras that it would be good for a major economy to be able to enjoy. These are basic essentials. And if the economy is to be turned around, if productivity is to be improved, then we just cannot afford failed companies in the core utilities. So it's time to get back to basics. It's not that they need more money. There's plenty of money. It's that money is badly spent and financial engineering has been a priority over the core daily grind of doing the day job of making sure the service actually works and delivers for its customers and for the wider citizenship of this country. Regulation has been, in some cases, terrible. It's been poor generally. Why haven't these three companies, why haven't the utility sector more generally had their noses right up against the tasks? Why hasn't capital maintenance been properly done? How has this been allowed to happen? It's not surprising that people are angry about what they see. And they see and they believe that the services around them are declining. This can be put right. It's not rocket science. These aren't cutting-edge businesses developing new nanotechnologies or new genetics or developing AI at the forefront. These are basic, fundamental services that are well understood. So what we need is not just some more sticking plaster or waiting for these companies to continue on what is, at the moment, much like a downward path. We need a rebase, a rethink. Not nationalisation, that doesn't solve anything in itself. What we need is to make sure that we have a renewed focus on the core functions which are essential for a sustainable economy. That's what we should do. And indeed, if we don't, and these services continue to crumble, if we have more network rails, more Thames waters, more Royal Mails of the form that we've had in recent years, and more poor regulation and more financial engineering, well, the result will be very bad, not just for these companies, but for the economy as a whole. We can't afford to let this go on. Time to pull the plug, time to rebase, time to reset, time to get proper companies well-managed delivering what are basic fundamental services. Thank you.